self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am Columbia red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and on tiktok at adb talking and I can be found at red underscore calamity on Instagram. We are still doing a listener question of the show. So if you have a question, comment, Reddit, whatever that you would like for us to address on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com, or you can send it to us on any of the aforementioned social media. And I sound a little bit crazy. I, you, know, you can tell in my voice, I'm not sick. I'm just sleepy. <laughs> I stayed up all damn night. And I've been staying up all night for this whole week. And uh, my sleep schedule get crazy every now and then. And it's just one of those times. Um, But we do have some letters from individuals that have sent us letters. Um, One of them is Miss Cinnamon and the other one is Angel. Thank you, ladies. We're going to get it cranked up with Miss Cinnamon. Hey, Red and On Point. Sorry it's such a long email. I re-listened and took notes. You've been warned. Glad to hear you both are doing well. COVID ain't no hole, and I had food poisoning last week, so I can empathize, Red. I forgot to shout out Tag in the last email. Glad he dropped the line since then. Angel, thank you for your condolences. Dad is missed dearly. I've come so far when it comes to self-acceptance. I have lots of friends who have had weight loss surgeries and augmentations, and it taught me that All that nip tuck won't help you if you don't deal with accepting yourself as is. I really considered getting the fat areas I dislike sucked out by the way my relationship with food is set up. Uh, I'd be fat in the kneecaps and have a camel hump in another year or two, and who needs that? I started dressing to feel more comfortable in clothes no matter what size, and it, no matter my size, and it helped. My mother keeps telling me, oh, you look so good. Did you lose weight? And usually I'm like, nope, still at whatever weight. Or, or up another five pounds, but thanks for confirming I still look good anyway. She's usually stuck and has no further comment to the point she doesn't mention my weight nearly as often and just says I look nice. As Red pointed out, most natural bodies just look different and you'll have to keep your body, keep getting your body tuned up once you start working on it. I like my level of thickness. I just want to improve my level of fitness. I recently became officially divorced in February and I had to process how I felt being in my late 40s and back on these dating streets. I'm still not dating because I'm working on myself, not just my physical appearance. I want to deal with some of the things I had been carrying that I didn't realize I was carrying until I started therapy after my dad passed. That was how I realized my husband was never ready to be married, and the more I tried to work on making it work, it just wasn't. Mr. On Point is right when he said people who like you will like the unfavorable parts of you. My husband was never my type. I like big chocolate football built men, and he was shorter and not as secure with his height as he let on. Racially ambiguous, no one ever guessed he was black. Him not being tall and chocolate didn't matter because he did it for me until his insecurities and unresolved trauma jumped out. He was very Ronnie-esque in your description, Red, in several ways, minus the colored eyes. Red, I lurked on your IG and your coworkers were right. You would have hated the pullback hair. Purple works for you. I like the red, but love the purple. I wore my hair similarly before getting my sister locks. I hated that my hair was always so distracting for people around me. I worked for an airline, and while a passenger was boarding his flight, he walked up to me and put his hands in my hair and shook my fro and said, I love your hair. It's beautiful. I was so dumbfounded. I stood there a second with my mouth open. 
when I refocused somewhere, they asked me if I was okay. All I could say was the man fondled my fro. My <laughs> sister locks are starting to be a topic of conversation now. Thankfully, no one has touched them because I have better boundaries, especially for people who have none. Red, can you share the natural muscle relaxer you got at Target? I'm still trying to do active things and my body is yelling, sit your old fluffy tail down. Red, I can relate to ha hating having to date. I've never been on any of the apps I think that okay, let me start over. I've never been on any of the apps I think I would have to adapt my communication style. When I met my ex-husband, he asked why I was single. Day one, I told him my inability to sugarcoat things in a way that a less than confident man can digest tends to turn them off because their feelings are hurt. I don't think it helps my ex-husband is the last person I had sex with and I haven't seen him since January 2021. I meet guys who make it their mission to knock the dust off, but I'm not interested if they don't have more than a penis to offer or eggplant emoji. The James Webb telescope images have been a hot topic in my social circle and I still haven't seen them. As far as the topic of religion, I was raised Jehovah's Witness. Mom got baptized when I was six months old. I was um, I was the rebel who left, got pregnant, had an abortion, and joined the military. I actually attended the service again, but I'm not baptized. I have so many contradictions I deal with on that front. I think I've given plenty of response-worthy material. I was rushing to send this email before Sunday at recording time. Can't wait, Miss Cinnamon. Um, before I forget, it's magnesium citrate. No, it's magnesium glyte. Yeah. Magnesium glycinate, child. Get it uh, right. Glycinate is G-L-Y-C-I-N-A-T-E. And it is supposed to be a natural muscle relaxer. And I don't know that it's helped a whole ton. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you... you change that it is not magnesium citrate no it's magnesium glycinate both of them are you can get them but the glycinate is the one that is supposed to be good for um muscle relaxing yeah citrate will blow your ass out <laughs> don't get that one <laughs> it, it, it's intestine clearer <laughs> this Glycinate is the one that you if you if you want to try it, that's the one that the hippie ass doctor told me to get. And they're huge now. The ones that I got from Target are fucking horse tranquilizer levels of it. They're huge pills. So if you have trouble swallowing pills, this it might be difficult because they're they're pretty big. Now I don't know if they make them smaller, but the ones that I got from Target were very big. And you're supposed to take two a day. So that's just an FYI, just in case. Um the hair thing, I like my purple hair. It's like I think because in the past people have said so much stuff about like and again, usually it's black folks. I, I'm like, white people love my hair. But the people that have said like disparaging things or like it's not professional have been black folks. Um, and so, you know, I was just trying to come across as more professional, getting in my own head. Um, but like, literally, I can't even remember other than my mom, the last person that said something negative about my hair. Like, strangers stop me in the street all the time and like really if I were to ever change my hair color to like something that was more like 
natural base color, it would be it because of that. It'd be because it it draws unwanted attention to me. <laughs> like I have like like. I haven't had anybody put their hands in my hair in a long in a while, um, like Miss Cinnamon. But like people do that shit. People fucking do that shit. And I am appalled and confused. At what point would you ever think that it is okay for you to walk up to someone that you don't know and just place your hands in their fucking hair? <laughs> like and now that has always been white people that I've had to check about that. It hasn't happened a ton, but if whenever it has happened, it's been somebody white. And I'm like, so if I walked up to you and just start, you know, massaging your scalp, because you know they has real like it's fine and thin, you you gonna call the police. Like you're gonna freak out. So like why would you think <laughs> I would be okay with it? Like I don't get it. I just, black hair is such a, you know, it's such a, white people try to act like it's not a big deal, like they don't understand why, but it it is a big deal. Y'all think it's a big deal too, because they're so fucking fascinated by it. Um, It's just, people are weird. People are really weird. But I haven't had anybody put their hands in my hair in a while. I don't think anybody's done that since my hair has been purple. That happened more when it was red. than it has since I've been, but I I really feel like I give off, like, don't come over here fucking with me energy. I don't have friendly energy. (laughs) So I don't, I think it's friendly enough that people like want to come over and be like, I love your hair, but it isn't friendly enough where they would come over and think that I wouldn't whoop their ass for putting their hands in my hair. And I've never actually gotten into a fight, but I just feel like I come across like I'll whoop your ass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she does, y'all. She does. And you know what? In the event that a man didn't see her and walked up behind her because he saw her hair and then did it, as soon as she turned around, that fucking Kill Bill music would come on where it'd be like, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. That shit'll come up and that that, that nigga will know he made a mistake. <laughs> Today I fucked up. That nigga'll be on Reddit. Today I fucked up. I put my hand in this purple girl hair. <laughs> she was black. <laughs> That's how this gonna start off. And every, every, all the black people gonna understand. And all the white people gonna be like, I can't believe they reacted like that. You are just complimenting their beautiful hair. I just, I've never... And I've seen people with nice hair. And if if anything, that it made me want to be like, okay, girl, let's see you what you, you know, because, you know, black women give compliments very different. Like, white women will come up to you and be like, oh, my God, your hair looks so nice. And black women will come up and be like, okay, hair. <laughs> like, our compliments <laughs> are very short and concise. But you know what she means. I don't need you to further explain that. When, if somebody comes to me and be like, okay, hair, I know exactly what she's saying. Do white people go up and touch white people's hair when it's like a style that they aren't familiar with? I think they do. They just touch everybody's shit. I, and again, I, you know, I've said this before. White people just don't have enough problems. Like their life is just such that they don't have to think about things. Me being a black, I had a conversation with my um, co-workers about this. 
me being a black woman specifically every day of my life i'm conscious of my how i'm responding to people because you'll become angry and black right like if i get upset about something that's justifiably stupid and that anybody would get upset about i still have to be aware of the way that i i like let people know that i'm upset about it because all of these fucking stereotypes so like our everyday life like you're just cognizant of things because of how people see you they don't have that so they just be out here doing whatever the fuck and then they can't understand why people get upset because it's like well it's not a big deal not to you (laughs) it's not a big deal to you but again if my black ass go up to people putting my hands in white women hair i'll be in jail (laughs) like it'll be a whole fucking i can't just do that well, you know, the history of black women's hand and white women's hair was because they was yanking them motherfuckers down to give them a, a fist full of, a, a mouth full of fist. You know, that's the hit. Like, black people, when they grab white women, hair, it's a different reason. <laughs> There's some shit going down. Because we not- don't just walk up to people and put, like, and it, even other black women, if I see a woman whose hair I like, I don't. I don't even ask her to touch it. Just say it look nice. Like, it's so fucking weird to me that that's something that you even want to fucking do. Like, you don't know people's hygiene routines and whether or not their hair is clean. Like, it just it just seems like a very personal thing to do to a stranger that you don't fucking know. To me. Don't touch my hair. Like, what the fuck is you doing? This shit has always boggled my mind, like, and that the fact that white people truly don't understand why we have a problem with this shit, like, like they they really don't get it. <laughs> it's just like, bitch, girl. Um, the weight thing, you know, you just have to be happy with where you are. You know, I I've just learned it because again, I was really skinny, and people had shit to say, and like. People feel so comfortable coming up to you when you're skinny and saying this shit to you. Like, if somebody's bigger, then they're a lot, family don't give a fuck, but like strangers are a lot more careful, right? Because they don't want to come across as like body shaming and it's like, it's a negative thing. But if you're skinny, bitches will come up to you all the time making comments about how you're skinny. And my issue with that is you never know where people are in their life, right? Because some people are skinny because they have eating disorders. And you coming up commenting on their weight is just triggering some shit that they got going on. It's not nothing you need to be saying shit about. Mind your fucking business. But I've just, you know, I remember people saying stuff about my weight and how skinny I was when I was small. And then when I gained weight, people had something to say. And so at this point in my life, I've just decided, fuck (laughs) y'all. I'm going to just be, if I look in the mirror and I'm cool with what I see, then that's just what it's going to be. Because somebody going to always have some shit to say. Family, especially. Family be on some bullshit. You know, I've always been big. I I mean, outside of like eight years old, (laughs) you know, I've been started getting chubby. (laughs) And I remember this girl named Nicole Stewart. When we got in the seventh grade, she used to like me. And I remember in elementary school, she just used to like me. I don't know why. She would just run up and hug me. And I was like, ugh, get off of me. Ah, cooties. 
you know, that bullshit kids be doing. <laughs> and I remember I started gaining weight at a certain point. And, you know, if you're not in a person's homeroom class, it's really easy not to see them for real, especially if you don't give a fuck about them. Yeah. And I remember her seeing me in the hallway in junior high school in seventh grade. And I was walking up the steps. and She's like, Eddie, you got fat. <laughs> she just kept walking. Bitch, you got ugly. See, I can't. White girl. She was, she was white pretty, but black. Mm, okay. Bitch, <laughs> you, know you got ugly. No, I didn't have that. You know, I was I was the quietest nigga in the school. I ain't say nothing to nobody. I said, "What you supposed to say to that?" If you the quietest nigga in the school, you just internalize I mean, I it. Said it as a kid. I say that shit now. But yeah. As a kid, I wouldn't have said it. Either. Internalize that shit when you're young. Now me, I don't have a very strong internalizing brain. You know, so I was like, hmm, I guess I have put on some pounds. <laughs> just kept moving. You know, it ain't, it ain't no big deal. But outside of that, like, I don't know. My high school experience wasn't one of those where it's like, you big, you're going to get bullied. People going to talk about you. You fat, swirlies, thrown in lockers. By the time we were seniors in high school, the the sixty five people that was in my graduating class, I I known all of them since fucking first grade. Like, we know every, we know everybody, family, cousins, the people a few grades below, people a few grades above. We just know everybody. So, like, my mama know y'all mamas. <laughs> you ain't gonna throw somebody in no damn locker and not get shit for it outside of school, you know? I, which I imagine is much different when it's like a lot of people. Um, but I, I've told, I told several people this story about myself though, from high school, because I was just, this was junior high though. I was just talking about like things that have happened in my life that should have impacted me maybe more, but just kind of show how shit always done brushed off of me. Like I really haven't absorbed the things that have happened to me as much. Um, but I was talking about the reason that I think lotion is is very important, um, which is when I was in junior high, you know how when you take a shower, your body is very vulnerable. Like, you finna be real musty or you finna be real ashy. Like, once you wash all of the, like, shit that got fragrance and oils off of your body, you're going to get ashy and musty fast. So you, you got to do something about that after you get out the shower. Yes. Well, well, I got a story about taking a shower in the morning and being musty, but this one is taking a shower and being ashy. Well, taking a shower and then put on deodorant and then went to school. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I started getting, I started feeling musty a- after an hour. <laughs> that was a weird day, but so I forgot to put on lotion. Walked to school. It was kind of cold outside. I had on shorts, uh, and I got to school and. I'm ashy, just sitting in class ashy, and I'm looking, and I know the problem. I'm like, bro, I am going to get roasted today if I don't do something about this. So my mama didn't really give me enough hygiene lessons to know that lotion is a moisturizer for the body. It keeps you moisturized. I just thought lotion was to keep people from calling you ashy. That's that's what I thought lotion was for. So I only lotion the parts of my body that you can see. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the bathroom, (laughs) get some water, I'm going to put some water on my legs, and then I'm gonna come back to class because I'm not hygiene smart. I'm hygiene stupid, okay? At this point. Right? I'm body care dumb. So 
when I put the water on, I'm like, oh yeah, fuck that lotion. <laughs> Uh, for a whole 60 seconds until my that shit dry up, I'm on my way back to class and I can feel my skin crackling and popping. Now I look twice as ashy as I was before. Yeah. Fuck up. <laughs> I go to break and Tony Dozier, and I'll tell y'all a story about Tony Dozier later, but Tony Dozier, when I got out to break, going to go buy my white cheddar popcorn like I did every damn day for break, and I pointed at my legs and said, hey y'all, it ain't turning white. And everybody just laughing, looking at my legs. Yeah, Eddie Ashy. And I'm just like laughing along with him. Yep, I fucked up, y'all. It's what it is. And, and then a teacher, brand new teacher, this is his first year, named Lee Southwell, white man, gonna come outside and say, hey, y'all lay off of Eddie, you know, stop joking on him like that. And they said, Eddie, brother done came out here to help him. And that motherfucker turned and retreated. Punk ass <laughs> Lee Southwell. Like, I guess he was like, oh shit, I ain't get I ain't I thought they were gonna stop. <laughs> they started roasting my ass. I don't have no time for these motherfuckers to be roasting me. Um, and it's all black kids, so like uh, a young new white teacher, if you ain't been around black folks, that you finna have a bad time. So he retreated. You know, because it's like that that sense of somebody coming to your support, and then he just took that shit away by walking inside. You might as well have never even came out there and said nothing. You should have came out there and got your snack and went. But yeah, that's uh, why I keep lotion on dick every fucking way all the time right now. Um, as much as I can, you know, because women can keep lotion in their purse and shit. They don't walk around with no lotion in my back pocket or no shit like that. <laughs> I got lotion in the car, lotion in the separate bags I have, lotion in the house, all the lotion. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, uh, that all of that was to say that like my I don't feel like my weight has impacted me that much. Um, all but you know also weight don't hyper focus on weight for men as much as it do for women, and also uh but like. Everybody call me big man. Like strangers be like, what's up, big man? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's a part of that accepted nature of talking about men's weight because, you know, you, you can't do that with women. You can't go, what's up, big girl? <laughs> like strangers doing that shit. And and people allude to me playing football. Hey, brother, you play football? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? No, I don't, I don't play football. I've never played. Especially now since I'm driving around in my daddy's Porsche in Charlotte. Like, everybody think I'm a football player. This old ass man asked me, he said, y'all practicing today? And I was like, I don't practice. He's like, ain't you a football player? I seen that car out there. No, no, I'm not a football player. Um, And you know what? Another thing I do driving around in his car, when people ask me about it, I just make up a story. I just make something up. Like what? Uh, people ask me about what I do. I just make some shit up. So what do you say? Uh, well, at first the the go to has been I I own a trucking company. I don't own a trucking company. My daddy owns. Like I pretend I'm my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like it ain't me. I I told this whole dude how you start a trucking company. <laughs> You giving him business advice based on a business you don't have. My 
perpetrating ass probably motivated that dude. That man said, bro, that's a nice car, man. What you do? You play football? Same shit. No, nah, I'm in the trucking industry. Like you got your own, you got your own trucks. No, driver op, uh, owner operators. You know they own their own trucks. You know we just dispatch. And, you know get the loads. That motherfucker probably went out there and started researching that shit. <laughs> Cause I don't care. I don't like them people making no assumptions about me. I tell them niggas what I want to tell them. You better ask questions. But yeah, I don't. I do. Not, I would not have a fancy car if I have a choice. That Porsche is overkill. Um. What else? Any any updates on the dating front from from Miss Cinnamon's letter? Any advice you can give Miss Cinnamon? Hell no. It's trash. <laughs> um. No. <laughs> well, Miss Cinnamon, I don't know how much you be on like TikTok and social media, but there has been a rise of a certain type of men since Kevin Samuels. You done heard us talk about him on the show and Andrew Tate is the new one. And these guys are well Andrew Tate is promoting hyper masculinity. Um you gotta figure out if these guys are red pill or not. That's that's gonna be a significant component. If you can figure out how they feel about Kevin Samuels First, if you can get a dude to talk shit about Kevin Samuels, then you you are be closer to the right path than not. If any dude support Kevin Samuels, you don't want to deal with that. I don't know. I don't know. Like the thing about the stuff Kevin Samuels was saying and these other alpha men were saying was they want a woman who's submissive. They want a woman who take care of the home. Blah 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 blah. A woman being able to have full autonomy of her body and making the decisions that she wants to means that she can decide to be in one of those types of relationships. You know, so I don't know, Miss Cinnamon, you might want to be in one of those kind of relationships where a man just be like, look, I'm the man, I'm masculine, I take care of everything, and, you know, I just need you to, you know, take care of me at home and don't nag and, you know, be blah, blah, blah. Y'all know all the stuff you know, she's saying. I don't feel like anybody ever wants that. <laughs> like, well, like, I feel, so here's the thing, and I've said this before. I really and truly do feel like I would be able to be submissive to someone who showed me that he was capable of handling things. My issue with the Red Peel, Kevin Samuel, Andrew Tate motherfuckers is that they really truly believe based off the fact that they have a dick that automatically just means that all women that interact with them should just be submissive. It doesn't matter whether or not you have the qualities of leadership that would be needed in order for somebody to feel safe, comfortable, trusting in you doing that. For them, I'm a man, so I get it automatically. Bitch, Bob, what? <laughs> no, you don't. It's not how that works. And I feel like most men, I don't know. If you I always have... ask niggas if they listen to podcasts. That's the way that I weed that shit out. Who you listen to? And any of this bullshit come up, I'm not the girl for you. You you gonna hate this shit. Yeah, I'll be listening to the bitches ain't shit podcast. <laughs> and you know, they be look, I know the name don't sound good, but they love women. Uh it's so trash. And wow. those men can love women. They just have a very tainted, distorted version of what loving women is. Like people love to say, no, they hate women. And it's like, but they believe they love women. So you got to address 
them from the perspective of what they beliefs is. Like patriarchy got motherfuckers way behind out here and not knowing suck how to dick. actually love. What you say? I'm not gonna address them at all. They can suck a dick. I uh, I, just, I ain't got time for that. Of course you of course you don't. You know what I'm saying? But like uh in the social dialogue, like women are addressing them and and saying they they hate women or saying they gay and now it's a lot of videos coming out of gay men saying don't be trying to give them niggas to us we don't want it they are straight and terrible <laughs> don't <laughs> like don't be trying to bring them over here it's like all the unfavorable and and the gay gay men are mad at at black women for that because it's like y'all rally and friend be friendly with the gay community until y'all need a reason to throw a nigga in it <laughs> now now he gay. He just secretly want men. No, that's a straight terrible man. That ain't a secret gay man. Like, quit doing that. Yeah, it it just. <laughs> oh, also, I'm sorry. This term submissive, like that term is overdoing it. That 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 term is overdoing it. Like the best the best I would have is a woman who follows my lead. If that's what she wanted to do, and but I think submission, that so, and this is submission is a choice. Like that, I mean, her being submissive is her choosing that and doing what she wants to do. Like it's a choice. That's that's what it is. I'm saying, but some, the term maybe it's the way it's submission is used. It's like people <laughs> use submission in the context of like the BDSM submission. When, but they apply it to household shit, you know, instead of kink shit. And, well, and that's, I mean, I, I believe didn't the Bible actually use submit to your hood? Like, it uses that word. Like that's been used before people like was outwardly talking about BDSM shit. Well, that's I mean, something that only like people in that lifestyle knew about. But the Bible literally says. Wives should submit to their husband or something to that effect. It uses that term. To their husband in a way that the husband submits to Christ. And so it's relative to what the man is supposed to do to the person above them that the woman is supposed to do to him. Well, they miss, you know, they leave that shit out because they ain't got to do nothing. They're men. You just, I, I exist and therefore you have to do what I say. <laughs> but or I'm like, saying. What I'm saying is that people use that term and mean different shit, and it's you know that's the problematic part of it. Like using a word where you read are very reasonable, so you understand the context behind this. But like when you got a man that's like a, got an 80 IQ, hearing the word submit, and he got damn go buy a whip off of Amazon, oh. <laughs> you know, because he just you know like these. Certain words just need to really be handled with care. And in this conversation, this word is not. But, yeah, you need to figure out, like, where men lie on that whole scale first than anything. Because it's just a new dynamic showing up where these men have all these don't date single mothers. That's one. They be coming but here, up. Here's my thing about that. Let's talk about that specifically. Y'all get on these podcasts and you talk shit about dating single mothers and how that makes you, you know, not how high value or you're not, you know, somebody that men are going to want. However, on the flip side of that, you're also telling women that their whole purpose in fucking life is to procreate. So what the fuck do you think happens if she does 
get married at an earlier age and have children with her husband and that shit don't work out. He leaves, she leaves, whatever the fuck. She's now a single mother who did what the fuck you told her to do on the, the front side. But now on the back side of this, now she's just undesirable. And if she hadn't done that, if she had chosen not to have kids and to just stay out here, oh, you're not having men are, you know, men aren't going to want that. Like, you know, you, you, you haven't had any kids. There's no way for women to win in this conversation. It's fucking stupid because no matter what it is that you do, unless you're married at home, cleaning somebody's house, you're not, not a value <laughs> to these, to these particular type of men. So, and that's another, like, red flag terminology that I look for when I'm talking to these niggas. Any nigga that starts talking about high value that uses that term, bye. Bye. Because y'all already know what you want. You using high value, that's that red pill, alpha male, all these fuck-ass podcast shit. You good. And their their definition of value is so goddamn... Like, literally, their definition of a high value man is a nigga with a job, a place to stay, and a car to drive like an adult <laughs> like the mediocrity that you are calling high value is it boggles my mind <laughs> how is that valuable you know it's 19 year old kids right out of school who got that shit <laughs> like that's not high value my nigga you just an adult that's what you're supposed to do you it's it's participation trophy you want a, a trophy for doing what the fuck it is you're supposed to do that doesn't make you high value that just makes you a responsible adult like what the fuck you supposed to be how is that high value? Like they smoke crack. I don't have time. It's annoying. <laughs> and I really hope that this this phase is gonna like pass and we'll get beyond this shit because I'm over it. I'm over it. Mm. It makes they didn't already sucked ass. It already wasn't great. And now you got these niggas that you gotta watch out for. But like I said, anytime somebody started talking, I asked about podcasts, and if you use the term high value, I will stop talking to you. I mean, they making it hard for reasonable motherfuckers like myself. Because now, women asking me all these extra goddamn questions about shit. <laughs> you gotta like, be careful. Like, I, 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 I gotta be out here saying shit like, you know, I'm an advocate for women. I believe in women's rights. I'm an ally to the women's movement. Feminism. Womanism. <laughs> yay. Like, Amount of, did you gotta overexert yourself to for women to understand that you don't fuck with them Kevin Samuelites? Um, let, me, let me tell you something. It is not a threat for you to tell me that if I don't change my ways, I'm never gonna get married. That ain't no threat. You ain't putting no fear in my heart with that. Nigga, I'm good on my own. That's why you mad. So like you trying to like make me feel bad about like not having these things and telling me that you know no man's gonna ever want you bet okay the fuck are you part of your a reason you don't like me is because i'm self-sufficient so guess what what that means is that's fine if the only way that i can have that is on the terms that you're describing bet it will be alone that don't put no fear in me that's that doesn't scare me that's not a punishment it's not the thing you think it is. Not for women like me. Are there a subset of women that feel like, you know, getting married is like the end all be all their top life goal? Sure. But that ain't all of us. So you saying that shit, some of us just be like, okay, nigga, 
<laughs> sure. All right. It's, it's, ugh, God. it's so stupid. I hate dating. It's trash. Um, I'm still like every now and then I'll like get on hinge and swipe, but it's so lackadaisical. Like I really am not putting in any effort. And that's the truth. I'm not at all. Um, I had this guy, and that's another reason why, like, men that be saying this, the some of this shit, I'm like, you don't speak for all men. So I have this dude that on and off throughout, like, literally, we met in high school. I think I've talked about him on a podcast before. But one of the reasons that he likes me is because, because I am highly opinionated, and because I will debate with your ass, and because you're not gonna tell me nothing that don't make sense to me, and he likes that. The problem is he likes it so much that he like it's like nonstop debates with him. And I don't want to do that shit all the time. Like sometimes I just want to exist and not have to do that with you. And all the times that we tried talking, it just don't never work out. So he then came back around again. <laughs> and I just I I know I'm completely over it because I think I made him mad. So First of all, I had blocked him on everything. But apparently on Facebook, if you block somebody and you block them on Messenger or like mute, I don't think I blocked it. I maybe I mute, I muted it. I don't know. Messages don't come through, but a video call does. So he video called me. And like a dumbass, I answered it. I don't know. I think I was bored that day. I really don't know. But immediately when I did it and he started talking, I was like, why you do this? Like, you knew better than this. Why would you do this to yourself? Um, but he was living in different places. He has a business and all this shit. But anyway, he was like, he is permanently in Alabama now, which, okay, that's, that's great. Um, I was like, I, I, you know, I, of, of the places that you've lived, I, I wouldn't have thought that you would choose Alabama because it's, it's trash. Why would you do that? And he was like, yeah, I just decided that I was going to move back here and convince you to marry me now for some other bitch you know that would have got it all but for me i'm like so my actual response was that's the kind of shit niggas say to elicit the all response that's not a real answer and he was like that's really not the response i was looking for i was like that wasn't the answer i was looking for so that is the response he was looking for no, no, my saying what I said wasn't the response he was looking for. He was looking for uh, I believe it was the response he was looking for. Why? Because he can't, he, he's, how long, how long you knew this dude? How long he know you? High school. High school. He knows you well enough to know <laughs> that you weren't going to respond favorably to that. I think that was that shit that you telling us that he liked about the you. Debate. Oh, God. He came out and said that because he just needed that fucking fix. I don't know what she going to say. I mean, she going to eat my ass up. I just came out here to convince you to go marry me. She, he he wanted what you gave. He wanted what you gave. That's that's what it was. Like I don't want to do that all the time. Like I'm not now what, all the time. Okay, okay, question. What if if you could if you had a magic wand and you could just like wave it around him and all that shit he'd be gone that he do? Would he be a candidate? No. Okay. Like, now, is it because uh, is it because of you experiencing him that way so much that you can't perceive yeah, him in I a different way at this point? It's that, and it's that. 
if he ever listens to this, this he doesn't he'll be real upset. He don't know, I don't think he knows I do the podcast. Anyway, this here's the thing. He really feels like in his mind, like nobody else in his life can keep up with him. Like he's so intelligent. He's so able to like do this verbal gymnastics that nobody else can. I'm the only person he's ever met that can keep up with him. And internally, I'm like, nigga, it's not that hard. Like you're not as smart as you think you are. <laughs> like this is light work. <laughs> how do you know? How do you know he's not as smart as he think he is, and you just smarter? Like, how you know he's not smarter than the other people in this environment? And you just happen to be like, again, we had that conversation about the number uh, number that a dude need to be smarter than you. You just, a, excuse me, above him. Like, how you know that's not the case? Like, so is it like really he's not that smart? Or is it really that like you just got his fucking number? It's he's smart at what he's smart at. Like what you say. Like his some of his life decisions... He went through a whole period, and this is like, we're almost 40. So this is like when he was almost 30 going in, maybe he was already 30. This nigga just decided he was going to be a rapper. Grew dreads, like, started being in the studio, just like, and so this was one of the times where we had come back into contact with each other, and I was just like, what are you doing? what and that lasted he did that shit for a couple a few years and then he cut his dreads off and started another business and now he does like construction type work that from a company that he started he just made he, he's just <laughs> like some of the stuff that he or like right now his new thing is breeding pit bulls which I'm just like, why? Why are you doing that? So now he's got like a uh, uh, puppy meal is bad. So I'm not going to say it's a puppy meal, but like he churning out puppets and selling them. I mean, it's lucrative. It is, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't Not that. having consistency and what you're doing to make a living ain't appealing to somebody who needs somebody who, who consistent. Yeah. And I can't, it's just, you know, because I don't know, like, we get together and then, you know, we, we together and then you just come in and you didn't quit your job and decided that you finna go fucking do whatever. I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> and I, you know, again, immediately when I responded to the voice, when I answered it, and so now his thing is, He's like, well, I wouldn't have to voice call or video call you if you if you would just give me your number. Then you're just gonna be calling my phone, getting on my nerves. Why would I do that? Why the fuck would I do that? That'd be a real mistake. <laughs> you know, Red always been telling stories on the podcast about the men that she done dated in the past. And I always been like, why is niggas trying to come back? To red mean ass. I don't know. But no, this is why no, when no, 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 no. niggas be talking about don't no man want no woman that blah blah blah. Fuck you, please. I have niggas on deck. This is that the, I can show you that they don't feel the way that you feel. This is the thing. I don't know why. I really would like to understand it. No. <laughs> I don't get it either. So her her last relationship 
Yo, is the first relationship that I've been there from the conception and been communicated with about things that was going on in it. And the effort, the effort is admirable. The effort is admirable. She do things that like if I could pick them out and put them in the partners that I have, it's like, okay, I'll do I that. So, yeah. so I can see how that could be the case. But like me personally, I I want the mean, the mean would not work for me. We <laughs> Me and somebody with that shit, mm-mm, we we ain't. I don't think I'm mean to people when I'm with them. Yeah, I mean, you ain't. And look, I know it's possible because, like, you ain't never been mean to me. Like, you give yeah. like attitude because of reasonable shit. You know, yeah. like, this motherfucker, we were supposed to do the podcast at this time, but we late. You know, and you irritated. Yeah. You know? That's how it is when I'm dating somebody. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm me, but it's like, also, it's a lot of shit I'm not going to put up with. <laughs> like, I'm not going, like, I'm just not gonna, I'm sorry. It, I'm not, like, ever. Won't happen. And so I think when we get to a place where you're doing shit that I've already said I'm not gonna put up with, then that, that might, maybe I mean then, but like, up to that point, <laughs> like I'm not, I'll cook for you and we'll hang out. And I, I mean, I do a lot of shit for the people when I'm with them, but like you start fucking up, then it's it's a different. You get red. I'm gin until you make red come out, and then red is probably the unpleasant, <laughs> the mean one. <laughs> but I don't know. I you know I. And my but, thing but with him guess, is like we tried this over again. We've known it literally since we were sixteen years old. It never works out. I just don't think it's supposed to. But he has this thing in his mind that we're meant to be, and that's why we keep like running into each other. No, you keep finding me. <laughs> we don't run it. We don't just like happenstance be out in the world, right? <laughs> like you seek me out. Different thing. That ain't the universe, nigga. That's you. It'd be different if I like randomly went somewhere where you weren't supposed to be and we ran into each other just legitimately random shit. Okay, I will give you that. But like you seeking me out, that ain't meant to be kismet shit. That's you seeking me out. Fuck is you talking about? And you know, I guess I guess I still would I don't know, the level of attitude that you like you stubborn with your attitude. Yes. Like the level of attitude that you're willing to have for as long as you're willing to have it, I I don't I don't fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not fuck with that because that that won't mesh with me and you. That that won't mesh with you know because I'd be like, guess I can play the game for three days. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of TikTok videos where it be like a woman and a, a dude get to arguing and then she sit on the bed and it'll be like say on the screen like waiting for him to apologize and then you hear the xbox xbox sound come on <laughs> and then she jump up mad running in there but you know i don't have an attitude see that's I, I think that's the difference for me i don't have the attitude to try to like force you into an apology or whatever i have an attitude because i'm fucking mad and you are an idiot and so i'm gonna have an attitude for as long as i'm mad like, regardless of whether or not you apologize, like, it's not to force a response out of you. Because the fact of the matter is, you can apologize, and if I'm still mad, it is what it is. <laughs> but the thing is, you, but, okay, you may think that's the case. 
But what the case, you may not be forcing an apology out of a person, and maybe you don't even care about an apology more than acknowledgement. But you're going to be mad as long as a person doesn't acknowledge. Versus if they acknowledge and they apologize, then yeah, it'll whittle away and then you'll get back, you know, to some semblance of normal if the shit wasn't too crazy. <laughs> but the reality is, with you, if a motherfucker do not take some accountability for what that happened, yeah. your ass will be mad for two weeks. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> like, at some point, he got to know that's what he got to do. Look, y'all, I, I, I told Red that uh, at the point that she get a relationship that she value, like, I'm going to have a fucking business card <laughs> that I'm going to give them as a gift. And when shit get rough, she just got to give that shit to him and be like, listen, call this motherfucker if you want this shit to survive. Because he the only one that can help you right now. <laughs> that's that's what it's gonna have to be. I'll be like, oh, let me tell you where you fucked up, brother. <laughs> and let me tell you how to get back. All right, I'm telling you, you listen to your your pride, your ego, put that shit to the side right now. If you want this relationship to last, because I promise you, she will go back to fucking living with her dog and playing her fucking switch and not giving a fuck about your ass. Okay. At all. Yeah, so this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's figure that shit out, bro. <laughs> David is. I will say, David has taught me a lot about myself, and you know, the older I get, and this is why I like. I really feel like I really need to find my person soon, and not on no like again kismet. I really need this person, you know, that's meant for me. None of that shit. The older I get, the more secure I am in being alone. And the more of a invasion it feels like to bring somebody into my into my space and my fears, I'm gonna get to a point where I'm really just like, you know what? No, <laughs> I don't need this. I don't want to do this. I'm okay with how it is. Like I, I'm I'm approaching that era fast. It's fast approaching. So like I'm on a time crunch, not because I feel like you know. I'm destined to be with like a certain person, but because I know me and I will be fucking 60 years old hanging out with whatever dog I have at that time and be fucking fine with it. I'll be cool with it. Yeah. I'm on a time crunch of like what I'm willing to deal with, but, um, but yeah, sentiment, you know, look out for that shit because it'll save you a lot of time down the road. Um, because some of these niggas is crazy. <laughs> Their expectations are just, it's laughable. So you want to find that out as, as quickly as you can so that you don't even waste the time. Because it is a waste of time. Agreed. Thank so. you for that letter. We spent a lot of time talking about it. Jesus. And we have another letter. Okay. So talk about that comes from Angel. You ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, con artists. <clears throat> I'm glad that y'all are back and in good health. Before I comment on last week's episode, I want to discuss air tags. I saw a woman's Instagram stories where she shared a crazy situation she recently had. She was on her way home one night around 1 a.m. She received a notification from her iPhone stating, your current location can be seen by the owner of this AirTag. The AirTag may be attached to an item you are borrowing. 
If this ad tag is not familiar to you, you can disable it and stop sharing your location. I follow this one because I listen to her podcast. She read the notification verbatim there. She doesn't have an air tag, so this was alarming to her. For anyone that doesn't know, air tags are trackers, people attach their keys, wallet, etc., to find those items that are misplaced. She pulled her car over and hit continue for more information. It showed her everywhere that she drove that evening, which let her know it was really oh, tracking her. Hell. It gave her an option to click disable. When she did that, she was told to locate the air tag, remove the battery cover, and remove the battery to disable. Since she doesn't have an air tag, she had no idea where it was. She searched, searched, but she couldn't find it anywhere. She saw some police officers nearby, but they had no idea what she was talking about. They told her to go to the precinct to see if they could assist her there. The cops at the precinct helped her search the car, but they still couldn't find it. She drove a safe distance away from her home and walked the rest of the way. She lives alone, so she was terrified. She wasn't able to get a hold of someone at Apple until the next day. She was told that it stopped tracking her when she got to the precinct, which means they were probably actively watching the tracker. Oh, Apple confirmed yeah. that she couldn't turn the tracker off without finding it. They couldn't turn it off because of something in the privacy policy. Whoever was tracking her can turn it back on. The only option she has is to find it and remove the battery. She hasn't given an update, so I don't know if she found the air tag. Her friend is taking her car to get power washed, so they're going to do a thorough search to see if they can find it. The police had no idea what an air tag was, but it seems like people who deal with cars do. She found out that these air tags are being used to track women and people with luxury vehicles. She also said... She previously saw a TikTok video. A girl in Miami posted a video about someone slipping an AirTag in her purse. If she hadn't seen the video, she may not have paid attention to the notification. This also brought up traumatic feelings with her because she was a victim of sexual assault when she was younger. This is crazy and people should know about this. In order to receive a notification, you need to have an iPhone. Your Bluetooth and the Find My iPhone feature have to be turned on. They can still track you if you find, if they, if you find the Find My iPhone features turned off. I do have comments about last week's episode, but I thought this was more important. I'll save my comments for next week. Until then, Angel. Hell oh, shit. First of all, I don't have an iPhone. I, I'm never not an Apple girl. Never been. I don't think I own any Apple anything. All my shit's Google. But that, that doesn't even matter because if somebody puts, I, I just won't know about it. I won't get a notification because you can still put a, an Apple AirTag shit in my car. That's fucking terrifying. Jesus. Mm, like, I can imagine, you know, I talked about the car I'm driving around in. It's my dad's car. Like, I can imagine somebody, like, taping an air, air tag somewhere or putting It's so many places you can put something that's discreet. It's so many places under the car that somebody can just slide in and just put one and be followed to get robbed or something. Listen, get carjacked. So creep, man. Listen. And this is why I'm so oh, I have a jump start battery that's like a, a standalone battery that i could use to jump my car off without having to like flag somebody down or wait for roadside assistance if my car stopped it also has a, a air compressor on it where i could fit, put air in my tires just to get me somewhere safe like i i make sure i don't let my car get below a half a tank like i'm not gonna be caught out nowhere without no fucking gas but like shit like that is why i <laughs> do a lot of the like safety measures especially living alone that is terrifying like wow hell no i mean just make being a creep easier jesus creep shoot like robber whatever abductor shit abducting kids and shit like if you see a zip tie on your car like zip ties are indicative of men who have been watching you 
and giving other people who would abduct you notice that you're by yourself. So, like, if you see a zip tie on your car anywhere, that's another thing. That's it's just, like, supposed to be an indicator that the woman doesn't have any male presence in her life or anybody that's watching or monitoring her. You, know. you said you got some, you got a, a thing to jumpstart your car? Mm-hmm. You need some shit to jumpstart a motherfucker, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> you need, you need, you know when them things will be like, clip, hit them on the motherfucker chest? Like, you need... Like you need, we need to be able to booby trap cars. Like we need to be able to buy some. Like, like if somebody like jack your car, you should be able to have like a, a thing on your phone where it's like set off a trap and it's just like pepper spray the whole car on the inside. <laughs> Goddamn! Like it needs. Somebody could rig some shit. My fear would be the shit with malfunction and pepper spray my ass one day when I'm driving down the road for no goddamn reason. Oh, that that just reminded me of. I don't. It's not connected, but it reminded me of the time. So in mcdonald's and different restaurants they have these like fire units installed where if you pull it it's just like fucking white foam just covers every fucking thing in the restaurant and uh i remember uh and it's like a little it's like it's a recessed little thing that you got to put your hands in to pull out and somehow a dude was pulling the grease trap out and i guess it connected to his watch or something and he pulled it, it just turned white everywhere. But like it was accidental, didn't expect it. But we had to shut down the restaurant and clean it for two hours Damn. until you know, and then we had to get back. But like, yeah, yeah, I guess that shit could go off on your ass accidentally. That would <laughs> but at least you know about it. At least you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but you know, it'd be smart, like, okay, it's a 10 second beat. Because think about it, somebody who just get in your car and hear beeping start for 10 seconds, they don't know what's gonna happen. True. But like if it start beeping while you in there, it's like, okay, pull over to the side and get out of <laughs> the fucking car, bro. <laughs> you better get pepper spray. You know, see now me, I like like I like to have enough money to put an explosive device in my shit. <laughs> <God> damn. <laughs> what? I like it. I I'll be like, you fucked up today, brother. <laughs> Self-destruct mode. And I want the audio to be like, this vehicle will self-destruct. <laughs> or maybe I should just put that shit in the car anyway and then watch somebody stop and then jump out of my car and run away from it. Yeah. This vehicle will this vehicle has been stolen. It will self-destruct in 2019. Give a motherfucker enough time to get out and get the fuck on, believing that they finna blow up. It's just not smart to stay in the car after you hear that shit. No, it's not smart to be like this some bullshit. No, nobody's gonna do that. Nobody, they're gonna get out and fucking run. Uh, then I go back and get in my car, and shoot them a bird, and roll out. They'll probably get shot. They'll probably get shot because you know you can't best the motherfucking crooks. They'll go to jail over killing your ass. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that Apple Tag shit. I mean, when it came out. I was thinking that like some shit like this can go along, go on with it, but like motherfuckers probably knew about this shit so long ago and was planning to do shit with this that you know it's just coming to fruition now and showing up. But the fact that Apple can't do nothing about like this that shit where uh Skynet end up existing accidentally. <laughs> motherfuckers, they making life convenient for people through advancing technology and just ain't willing to see the dangers of the same technology that's coming out. Yeah. 
Because as soon as Apple, as soon as Apple fuck around and be like, anybody who have an iPhone 52, you can now go back in time three weeks. <laughs> you know? Now, fucking the world is dead. The world is done now. The world is over. Um, but yeah. Thank you for that, Angel, because that's good. Uh, that's, that's, that's crazy. That shit is crazy. Yeah. Jesus. And like you and, and like I guess sexual assault, you definitely have to worry about sexual assault. But that ain't even the worst case scenario of somebody looking for you to sexually assault you. The worst case scenario is somebody is looking for you to kidnap you and drug you and trap you in a cycle of being sexually assaulted for the rest of your life, presumably, until they done with you. Like that shit is so crazy. Or serial killers. Like, imagine if Ted Bundy had this shit. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine, imagine how much more efficient stalking the people you try to be with would be. Like, your ex stalking you ain't even the worst case scenario about this shit with the air tag. The biggest threat is strangers trying to figure out how to get to you. Because ain't nothing good coming out of a stranger. Like, a dude ain't going to put an Apple air tag on you and then come up and be like, Hey girl, I just saw you walking down the street, and I thought, and it turned into a successful relationship or some shit. That yep. that ain't gonna happen, and it'll never be anything good about a stranger coming no. up to you randomly about some fucking air tag shit. No, it won't. You know, but at least you know, at least we do this podcast consistent. Now I don't know how I'll be. I don't know. I won't be able to save you, but if I if if I don't hear from you on Sunday. Then I'm going to have to call somebody. Well, that's why. So I used to get really annoyed at my mom because she wants to hear from me every day and she don't do that shit with my brothers. And so I was like, them niggas is dumb. Like if somebody was going to die between the four of us, it'll be one of them niggas, not me. Why are you worried about me? However, over the years now, I appreciate it because I talk to her every single day. She gonna know something wrong a lot quicker than anybody else because she literally talks to me every day. So like, she gonna raise the alarm <laughs> a lot quicker because we literally in the conversation. I mean, it's not like she keep me on the phone for an hour every day. Like they literally are like five to ten minute conversations where she just wants to hear my voice and know I'm okay. And it used to get on my nerve, but now I see it at, at how beneficial that is because yeah, she ain't gonna let. Like even two days go by and she ain't heard from me without her like being like something wrong. Mm-hmm. So like I do have that in place because I talk to her every day. Cause if not, I mean, yeah, we talk usually on Sunday. Uh, I don't know that anybody else in my other than like my job, they know that if I'm sick, I would call out. So if I just didn't show up and didn't see my clients, but even that, I don't know that they would like raise the alarm after the first day. Like, well, it'll I don't be know my how time. Long it takes. It'll be my time to shine if something happened to your ass on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first. <laughs> you will be the first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I without my steps, because I don't got your mama phone number. My course of action will be to get on Facebook and find William. And then be like, William, uh, call your mama and ask her to call your sister. Cause we supposed to be on the podcast and I ain't heard from her. And uh, that ain't good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, it's just, 
And it's so sad. But also, the level of panic I would cause if you just sleep for two extra hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, Eddie reached out to us? Jennifer dead. Yep. That's how your mama gonna be. That would be. Because, again, she her fear has always been that somebody was gonna either come murder me or, or sexually assault me. And so... Why the hell uh, would that feel specifically? Because, so, when I... Mama watches the news way too much. And so when I move to Birmingham, Birmingham is in the news all the time for murders, but like it's in specific areas. Like it's not like, like no, we did start having like murders at the, the Galleria in Hoover, but like traditionally when murders are happening, it's in areas where you would expect the murder to be occurring. And I don't be in them areas, but like when I moved to Birmingham, she immediately was just like, you're gonna get killed. <laughs> Someone's gonna murder you. Like her level of concern rose exponentially when I moved to Birmingham for whatever reason. Uh, and I know what it is because she watches the news. The news only reports terrible shit all the time. She literally watches it every single day. So in her mind, there's <laughs> just so much crime happening, which it is a lot of crime, but that's what it is. It's the news. It's the news. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Angel. Thank you, man. Um, I'm only gonna do a couple of these reds. I'm gonna do this one because I feel like this is gonna be some Karen type shit from the title. And maybe mm-hmm. it won't be. Of course, you know, I always choose the ones that have already been identified as assholes to see if we agree. Um and I just feel like there's gonna be some Karen shit. This the title of it is Am I the Asshole for Reporting My Colleague to HR? Oh Lord. Now it could be justifiable in the fact that maybe, you know, her colleague was sexually making advances or something and she reported them to HR. But the fact that you've been listed as the asshole makes me feel like it's probably not something that's here. Um so she's a 26-year-old female, and apparently the person that she ratted out is a 27-year-old female. Background. I just started my first job after finishing my master's and work in a department with another colleague, Thea, who joined the company two months before me. She is currently in graduate school, and I'm amazed at how she is very efficient and fast in her tasks. I noticed that Thea is always assigned complicated tasks despite being new to the company, and I wanted to join the projects that she's in so I can learn from her. Initially, Thea was fine with it, and I learned that she is someone who will implement very strict timelines in order to get things done. I had trouble keeping up because I wasn't used to having such deadlines, but she would just tell me to be faster next time and move on. Recently, she put up a huge whiteboard at her desk, which detailed all her meetings and tasks for the month. I was very impressed with the setup and asked her what the task on her board meant. She became very irritated when I asked if there was room for one more teammate, and she finally snapped and said, not everything with my name needs you involved. Fair. I feel like (laughs) she was doing a lot. I was surprised at her hostility. Oh, God but just thought she was having a bad day. But ever since then, she's been very distant and just generally difficult to work with. She wouldn't be as helpful as before when it came to retrieving documents that I need, implemented tougher deadlines, and would just avoid me by going home earlier. I felt that she was creating an overly hostile work environment that was affecting my productivity and felt like the right thing to do was to report her to HR. Bitch. 
I did so after collecting some evidence and HR said that they would talk to her. Well, the talk didn't seem to go well because now our bosses told me to just stay out of her way and remove me from all projects that involve her. Yeah, because she was doing the most. Thea has even been moved to another section in the office closer to our seniors who I've heard been trying to placate her to stop her from leaving. I'm conflicted as I don't want to ruin my workplace relationships, but it was very difficult to work with her. And I did what I thought was the right thing to advocate for myself. Am I the asshole? Now she has some edits, but let's talk about this first part first. Ma'am, you went to her to ask her to be involved in the shit that she got going on. You already noted and stated that she's very organized. She's very, like the way she's able to do what she does is because she's as organized and creates these deadlines for herself. You wanted to be a part of that. She didn't come ask you to do that. You, and then, Everything she she does, you running behind her wanting to be a part of it. I would have got mad too. Like, bitch, this my shit. First of all, we are both in the same position and probably trying to move up within this company and show that we are, you know, a needed part of this team. Okay. And you just trying to like be drag dragging on my coattails and shit. Like it's it's enough. And all she told you was that you don't have to be a part of everything she's a part of. You felt like that. And the fact that she didn't want to be your bestie was reason enough for you to report her to HR for creating a hostile work environment. Bitch, you sound crazy. And that's why. So then you do that. And HR obviously sees how fucking stupid it is. Not to mention all the hard work that she's putting in has made her very valuable. So now they're not going to fuck with her because you bitching and moaning about some bullshit because they want to keep her. Because guess what? If they lose her and keep you, it's a problem. Because you already have stated that you're not able to keep up with her. And you're not able to do what she does. So why would they choose you over her? Especially for something so minute, so minuscule, so stupid. Like, and I guarantee you she's white. Sorry, I just feel like she is. See, this is going to be Karen shit. Right? Yeah. And it was. Yeah. It was Karen shit. Like, you want to add anything before I do the edits? No. <laughs> it's some straight up Karen shit. I mean, you know. Mind your goddamn business. Continue. <laughs> So edit. Okay, I posted this on my way to work, and I didn't know my story would be so riveting to all of you. I see that there is an overwhelming vote of you're the asshole, which I didn't expect. <laughs> okay, girl. And I can't reply to every comment, but I'll address some below. Number one, there's a lot of assumptions that Thea is a person of color and I'm being racist because I'm white, but I'm not. Why? Because we're both Indians. So I'm sorry to ruin your dreams that I'm some racist. You still a bitch. Bro, Indians are racist and Indians, depending on what your goddamn religion is. What's she talking about? Number two, why did I mention her still being in graduate school? Because she's doing her EDD, so I'm impressed at her ability to manage postgrad and her job. I couldn't manage it in my master's, so I just wanted to know how she did hers by minding her goddamn business and not being uh, concerned about what other people were fucking doing, ma'am. Number three, no, she is not my senior. We both have the same title, but different levels as per the norm in our country. This is also her first job as before she was doing other stuff. 
Number four, the evidence I presented to HR included how she gave me earlier deadlines than the rest of the team, which she claimed was because I was slow. Okay, girl. <laughs> okay, you were slow. So even if I was late on my deadline, I was still on time with everyone else. How she would how she would keep telling me to go find the documents I'm looking for in the folders that she had already prepared, even though she doesn't tell me exactly where I can find it. Does she have to hold your hand? What is this? Like the entitlement. Um, and how she would send me a lot of condescending texts about not being late with the submission of work. <laughs> Number five, why didn't I follow the hierarchy and reporting? Our seniors didn't find any issue with her methods, which she was open about. And our manager was more concerned about meeting deadlines and not angering our main business partner, which she is the main person handling it. Number six, I'm not trying to ride on her coattail. Bitch, bye. I was I was asking about the tasks she had listed because they sounded interesting and I was curious to know why I hadn't been included. Because you slow, you already said it. You already said you can't keep up. Yeah. Wait, what? So you went and you uh, talked to the supervisor and the supervisor did not find her behavior problematic. And so that wasn't enough for you. So you went and went to HR tattling not only on her, but on your supervisors who you stated didn't do anything. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what? You're a colossal asshole. If you want what she has, then you need to work as hard as she does. And don't nobody owe you anything. If I've already made folders with the files in them, I'm not going to go through the files and say, oh, it's in that file. It's the fifth page after it. I'm not going to do that, bitch. You got eyes and hands. Go look because I'm doing other stuff and I'm not here to hold your hand. Girl, <laughs> I knew it was going to be some bullshit. <laughs> I read the title. I knew it was going to be unjustified going all the way up to HR about some shit because she didn't want to hold your hand. That's essentially what it is. She expected you to be able to do the job like everybody else did it and you had a problem with it. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck? I mean, entitlement for whatever reason. Like snitches get stitches. Talking about some <laughs> hostile work environment. I'm gonna show your motherfucking ass a hostile work environment. Cause it could get hostile. Yeah, and she's clearly a MVP, more, more, much more of an MVP than you. Yep. So and she'd be able to get away with some shit. Well, and again, how do you th you talking about a hostile work environment? Like I said, not only did you snitch on her by going to HR, you're snitching yeah. on your supervisors because I'm sure HR asked you had you gone up the hierarchy. And I'm sure you say, well, yes, but they didn't see a problem with it. So not only are you snitching on her, you snitching on your supervisors and making it look like they're not doing what the fuck they're supposed to do either. So how do you think your work environment is going to be now? And that's why when you came back, they told you, leave her the fuck alone. Mind your business. They moved her away from you. <laughs> Because again, at the end of the day, she has value to them and you don't. You're replaceable. You ain't Beyonce. <laughs> Irreplaceable. <laughs> you ain't her. Okay. Like you are very God. replaceable. 
the audacity of people and the entitlement in that whole thing. She wouldn't help me the way that I, she ain't supposed to. You just said that y'all are equal with me, that we both here to do a job. I'm not your supervisor, so I'm not even, I don't even have a obligation to help you at all, bitch. <laughs> what? When wow. you said the audacity, I don't know if you'll be on TikTok like that, but they call men that be having that audacity dusties. And when they when Dusty's have the audacity, they call it the audacity. <laughs> I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, it's you. It's to the point now where you just hear it in dialogue. You wouldn't even know what it was. Yeah, they just hear somebody say it and you'd be like, "What the hell are they talking about?" Yeah, that bitch, you're the asshole for sure. For sure, hundred percent. Um, and then I'll just do one more today. Am I the asshole for canceling my wedding even though it's tomorrow? Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck do you think you are? I mean, did somebody die? Number one. If somebody died, we good. But I feel like you wouldn't be asking if you were the asshole if that was the case. Everybody would understand if a motherfucker died. So you saying, am I the asshole because I canceled my wedding even though it's tomorrow? I feel like it's for a fucking unjustifiable reason. Because if I'm in town for your motherfucking wedding and I get a text message to say the wedding is off, bitch, you better get security. <laughs> you better get security today. Because I'm coming for your ass like John Wick, like you killed my goddamn puppy. Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, I no, it's ridiculous. Now. It's ridiculous. Let's see why, though. <laughs> this morning, I woke up to a bunch of texts from my sister who lives 14 hours away. She's been pregnant for a little less than five months. She was supposed to be the maid of honor at my wedding, but she received the news that the doctor told her she had a miscarriage. I can only imagine the grief my sister is going through. She can't attend my wedding, even though everything is already booked and we had some guests flying in for the wedding. I just can't have it without her. I thought my fiance would understand, but instead he got extremely upset. We've been planning this date for a while now because it's his mother's birthday and very special to him. But it would make my sister devastated if I had it without her since I know she was looking forward to it. I mean, I just don't. Okay. Uh, she says she just wasn't ready to celebrate anything at the moment. And as her sister, she feels like it's my responsibility. Wait. And as her sister, she feels like it's my responsibility to comfort her. I wish a sibling of mine would. It's early in the morning where I live and we're prepared for the wedding tomorrow, but I can't stomach having my special day without my sister. I told my fiance, and after I finish writing this, I'm going to start packing. I need to be with my sister right now. I know everything has already been planned out, and I'm ruining a lot by doing this, but I have to put family first. My fiance is definitely mad and called me an asshole because of it. So I was wondering, am I the asshole for canceling my wedding last minute to be with my grieving sister? I still feel like yes. Here's a, and your sister an asshole for saying, as my sister, it's your responsibility to comfort me when your wedding has been planned for however the fuck long people plan weddings out. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be there for your sister, and it's unfortunate that she won't be able to be in the wedding, but no. <laughs> the day, if it was like some month, it's still then. but like literally the day before, the day before, and I'm sad about the miscarriage. I'm sure that's, I can't imagine how that must feel and how devastating that is, 
she could wait till after your wedding for you to come down. I could see postponing the honeymoon before I could see not having a goddamn wedding that you didn't paid all these deposits. Like there's so much ridiculous money that not only that you're paying out to be a wedding, your bridesmaids, the groomsmen, the people that flew out that are flying out. Because if your wedding is tomorrow, I'm sure a lot of those people are already in town. Because you usually don't arrive the day of. You usually get in the night before. Right. So like I no. 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 <laughs> I mm. I can't get with it. I'm sorry. Mm. I mean somebody died. Someone did die. It's not someone critical to the wedding. No. You the asshole. You the asshole. You the only reason that you're the asshole. Like, I feel like if your sister. Wait a minute. What am I trying to say? I feel like the sister's role makes a difference. I feel like if the sister would not have tried to coerce her into it. I feel like that would. That still make her the asshole. I feel like the sister, whatever relationship between these sisters is problematic. Clearly, one one has been the caretaker. The other one has been the cared for. Uh, And I feel like when somebody go through something like that, they could, but the the reasoning of I don't feel like celebrating anything. You should have said, okay, well, I guess you ain't celebrating today. Because yeah, that's not the. It's like okay, yeah. I fully understand her not the sister not coming. Okay, but the wedding will go on, and then I will come to check on you after my wedding. And I feel like if it was me and I had a miscarriage and my sister was having her, I would want go have your wedding. Like I don't want to be the reason why that that. I'm not, it, I'm going to be here when after the wedding. Like, you playing this out, you didn't spend all this money, people didn't flew in, this is unfortunate, I do want to see you, I do need that comfort, but I can wait a goddamn day or two <laughs> and show you your wedding. Like, it's selfish. It's selfish. And if I, if, and, and the thing about it is, if it was, if I was a guest of your wedding and had flown in, bitch, I don't give a fuck when you get married the next time. Fuck you. I'm not coming. Don't ask me. I just spent the money once. Cause you can't, I can't get that back. I didn't, I'm out of however fucking much money it cost me to fly to this motherfucker. I'm not doing it again. So I don't give a fuck when your next wedding is. I won't be there. I won't be there. I already told you how I feel. She need to be getting security. <laughs> she day. She did okay, so she did an edit. After one tough talk with my fiance, we're not canceling the wedding. We're going to have it despite the loss of my niece and record it to send to my sister when the time comes. We made up for the most part and decided we aren't going to have a maid of honor at our wedding. Thank you guys. Would have made a stupid decision without ninety nine people calling me an asshole. <laughs> You shouldn't have put this shit on Reddit a day early. Fuck wrong with you. You shouldn't have put this shit on Reddit before y'all had a conversation. Shame nobody for calling you what you was at the moment when you made the decision you made. Hell. Hey. It, it's just, it's, and, and, it's just, again, 
it's not that I don't sympathize with the situation, but there were so many other ways to handle that other than canceling the way. And again, it would be different if there was like a bunch more time between, but literally the night before, bitch, you're crazy. Because again, all them deposits, you don't get none of that shit back. So that y'all wasted a lot of money at this point. And you've wasted a lot of other people's money too at this point. And again, if I was a guest, I'd be mad as fuck. Okay? It's gonna be a problem. Bring that shit over here. Like, no. <laughs> because again, you can record the wedding, she can watch it later. You can have your wedding, go check on her. Like, both of these things can occur. You don't have to cancel the wedding. Like, girl, bye. No. And I wish my siblings, see that shit right there, that guilt and shit, my siblings know better than to try to pull that shit on me. Like, William would know better than to call me and be like, well, as my sister, it's your responsibility. I am responsible for a goddamn thing. <laughs> that is the wrong way to start off a conversation with me. And my brothers know that shit. So I wouldn't have never been in this situation. Cause Man, I did. They ain't even gonna start, don't start off no conversation with me like that. You say I'm crazy. I'm my responsibility to you. I don't got no responsibility to you. And what a nigga that knocked you up at? This is he like whatever. Anyway. It's too much. So yeah. But that I'll just do those two. Okay. Um well we can start getting in the news. I ain't gonna do no reader letters. All right. Let me. I know. So, R. Kelly. I guess the they're still doing um, testimony. Yeah. Uh, so his former goddaughter allegedly featured in a. Oh, this is the one in the um 2008 sex tape. Said yeah. that she had sex several times before she was 18, and so she got or. Uh, this isn't her. I guess this is maybe a court reporter like posting um, what was said. So asked why she had sex with R. Kelly. Jane says it was out of intimidation. He was an authoritative figure. I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know how to say no. I just went along with things and it became and it somewhat became normal. Why would you even ask her the question of why she did it? What do you mean? What kind of fucking question is that? She's a kid. He's an adult. That's that's enough. That's the understood answer to this question. Why the fuck would you even ask her that? I hate when people say that shit. Like, obviously the person felt like they didn't have a choice, or they would they would have chose something different if they had have been able to. Don't you think? It's a dumb question. Um, Jane says she started to have feelings for Kelly, so she went along with his request to include her friends. Oh Jesus. Um, I was thinking I was in love at the time and I was being submissive. I wanted him, I wanted to give him what he wanted and I didn't want to make him feel like I wasn't cooperative. Jane says she told no one about her relationship with Kelly because he told her as soon as they started having sex to keep it a secret and not to share it with anyone. She was 14 at the time. She said she wanted to share it with her friends but didn't. And it just goes more depraved after that. But fuck R. Kelly is basically all I have to say about that. 
I trash. He's a trash ass human who it took way too long for him to be getting what the fuck he deserves. And a lot of fucking people have been hurt in the interim. And I hate that. But fuck that nigga. Now, I was in a conversation with some people the other day talking about R. Kelly and, you know, people are always going to be defending him and stuff. Uh, but part of the conversation that I, I, I brought up was, and I brought it up before on the podcast, can we retroactively, like, do we have to retroactively support new things we know about people uh, when the value of how we used to perceive them is not the same, you know, because if you do have to do that, then people who were married to R. Kelly and conceived R. Kelly and meant to, you know, go back and, you know, apply the bullshit he did to those times and look at those memories less favorable. And you don't have to do that, okay? But whatever you, whatever it is that would support that person today, that shit should be called into question. Like, you don't have to look at, like, if that person wasn't what they are now, then then it's fine. But supporting the motherfuckers is, is, is not good. Like, it's, it's very possible to value the person that you thought they was when they was that, and then to be like, but they are fucked up now. Yeah. And that's that's okay. You know, so I, I think, and I think people who are in this debate need room to be able to do that. Some of us just have the capability to say, I ain't never gave a fuck about this shit. I'm cutting it off. And the idea was like, one dude was like, a woman was like, I feel like like if you bought a CD in the fucking 90s and you still got it and you listen to that shit, cool. But like Spotify streams and shit, that's like, that's supporting the motherfucker still. You know? I can no longer listen to his music because I feel like you know, it's different when you think he's talking about somebody his age, because most of his music is sexual. Now it's just fucking weird to hear him singing about shit and not think about the fact that he was probably talking about a 14-year-old child. Like, it's just weird. It's just fucking creepy now. Like, I can't, I can't even enjoy the music because it's just really creepy now for me. So, like, even if I had a CD, which I don't have any CDs anymore, but I wouldn't listen to the shit because it's just fucking weird at this point. So on TikTok, there's an R. Kelly song trend going on where he's like, I'm going to make your leg shake and then women be doing this little dance to it. And it's like, of course you're going to make their legs shake. They fucking weak ass legs. They ain't been walking them for 14 years. (laughs) Of course they're going to goddamn, they they ain't strong enough yet, motherfucker. Goddamn. Oh, so creepy. It's, It's ridiculous how people are, and it's like and it sounded like R. Kelly when I listened, but I was like, ain't no way these niggas letting a new R. Kelly trend go around. But it's R. Kelly. And I'm like, bro, y'all need... It is what it is. Um, But I do think you need room to be able to, like, not not feel that way. But, um, but, you know, fuck R. Kelly. I can Um, feel that. So, okay. Like with Bill Cosby and and the Cosby show. The Cosby show is like this family show that shows like a black successful family. It's separate from what the fuck he did. R. Kelly sings about sex and he was sexually assaulting and molesting. Like I can't separate those two things because they're too close together. Bill Cosby and what, what I found valuable in him is completely separate from him drugging women. Like I don't have to think about that 
when I'm watching the Cosby show because the Cosby show is so far removed and wholesome when compared to that shit. But with R. Kelly, the two things are very much intertwined because most of the shit he sings about is sex. So it's just weird for me. I can't separate that. Yeah. And it depends on how much you, because, you know, I used to have uh, people that I used to make CDs for. And while they liked R. Kelly music, some people were so, they were attached to the music more than they were the person that wrote it. And it's like, they'll give me a list of songs. And like, I made CDs for people like for years back then. And like, people will say, I don't know who, who do this song, but this song, and it's R. Kelly. And I'm like, how you don't know this is R. Kelly? You know what I'm saying? Now I don't, I don't keep up with the artists and stuff. So I think it's possible for people to hear the music and to not and to just adopt the version of that song as being for an adult in their head, and for somebody to hear about the shit that R. Kelly doing and then not go back and be like, I'm gonna apply kids to all this shit because that's who he's singing to. I think it's possible. It ain't possible for me. I'm too aware. Um, and I really look at the nuance and shit. So it's not possible for me to be that kind of person. But, you know, I I was mainly saying that for a Cosby show. And to be honest, in this climate, it's just a matter of time before some people that I like are on that boat. You know, where I got to look at their shit. Like, I'm like, Childish Gambino, please don't fuck around and do no bullshit. Please <laughs> don't. And then, like, Daniel Caesar, I don't think the shit he did warrants everybody not listening to his music uh, because that, that huh? He fucked that up really bad. He did fuck People it up. People loved him and then no more. <laughs> Look, that man be spitting <laughs> on these R&B tracks, so I ain't giving up on this motherfucker Is yet. Is he still making music? Hell yeah. Okay. That yeah. wasn't that big of a fan before he did that shit anyway. Like, Look, I don't, I wasn't a big fan. I don't know, man. That he got a version of R&B that I, I only hear from him and from Moses Sumney. And I'm sure other people got it. I just ain't discovered them yet. But they do existential crisis R&B. That's what I call that shit they do. It's like they got damn shit be making you think about life in, in several different ways. But uh, fuck R. Kelly. Uh, I hope I hope that uh, he's having a horrible time in jail. I hope he's aging poorly. I hope his food is disgusting every single day. And I will not advocate for him being sexually assaulted in jail, as a lot of people do, because I think we need to start uh, changing the rhetoric regarding how much we accept that that shit goes on in prisons. Um, But I hope he's having a terrible time in jail. I hope they're making him sing on the fucking kitchen table, goddamn, the cafe cafe table. I hope they like make it nigga get up and do a concert or we all gonna fucking stab your ass when you in the bathroom and he get up there saying crying I hope that's happening <laughs> I hope that shit's going on um uh a Missouri pastor in Kansas City called his congregation Poor, broke, busted, and disgusted. Now, this gets into the bullshit about Christianity. That's why I had a whole section last week about how I don't fuck with this shit. But I want y'all to hear this man, okay? Here you go. I'm broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. 
I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. No. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. about these sheep in the audience come on now say that like let's talk about those fucking people who were sitting there and this again is why christian i can't i'm sorry i am sorry but the blind way that people just like accept any shit that's attached to christianity it just irritates my soul this man is sitting up here basically telling y'all he wants you to buy him the expensive stuff that you buying for yourself and you really in the audience say that preacher really <laughs> what <laughs> i i don't think them motherfuckers be listening to the audience especially them <laughs> old ladies <laughs> I, I they be thinking about their neck bones at home and the goddamn the shit they got going on at the house i don't think they be listening to him that that, that don't make sense like people ain't offended in that room but like Donnell writes on TikTok, he he graduated from seminary and he realized that Christianity wasn't the way to go, which is what happens a lot of time with motherfuckers. But he his whole page is about deconstructing Christianity. Uh, I think his thesis was something like uh, hip hop and it got something to do with hip hop and Christianity. But like his whole page is about deconstructing Christianity. But he basically was saying that like um the apology he had an apology he apologized after he said that shit yeah hold what? on let me you meant what you said nigga what you apologizing for you really got up there like a a, a child throwing a tantrum you gotta watch i want to watch you went and bought yourself a watch and then get me one like the tantrum like why even apologize for what and was it really an apology? I feel like somebody like him would be saying, I'm sorry. But you know how you hear somebody give an apology that's not really an apology? <laughs> I feel like that's what he would do. It wouldn't be an actual apology. It would be, I'm sorry that y'all got upset about what I said. I'm not sorry I said it. I'm sorry it upset you. <laughs> and I'd say it again. Like, that's what I feel like his apology would be like. All right. I'm going to play the apology. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's see what he say. I ain't watched the whole apology. How long is it? Two minutes. I ain't got to listen to all of it. Alton Funderburg. I'm the senior pastor of Church of the Well right here in Kansas City, Missouri. I want to take this moment you see the to address the now viral video clip of me from a sermon given August the 7th, 2022. Though there is context behind the content of the clip, no context will suffice to explain the hurt and anguish caused by my words. I have spoken to those I am accountable to and have received their correction and instruction. 
I have also privately apologized to our church, who has extended their love and support to me. I'm privileged to do life with them. The video clip does not reflect my heart or my sentiments toward God's people, yet that's not discernible in the clip. Therefore, I offer this sincere apology to you today. No context could erase the words I used. I apologize to all who have been hurt, angered, or in any way damaged by my words. The zeal of any presentation must be tempered with love and respect, and that was not displayed. I apologize to the church at large for any undue scrutiny I have subjected you to. Let's know that shit. That's what goes on. But Donnell writes on TikTok basically broke down how it's like um, he said that every message be tempered with kindness. And he said that even if the message is kind, the idea that pastors do every Sunday is make it sound like the reason that you don't have the blessings you could have is because you're not giving money that you don't have. And that is a violent rhetoric for a people that have been oppressed who don't have anything to convince them that the only way that they can have some shit is to give their last. As my mama been doing her whole fucking life, giving her last to the church because she was going to be rich from getting the blessings that God going to give you. You know, so I found this particularly appalling and uh, and the reality is these are how pastors be feeling. I'm pretty sure he left that apology said, I bet them hoes ate that up. I wrote that real sure. good. Like the voice, the, the tone of his voice, he, he's really soft in speaking so that you really feel like he really means it. Fuck you, sir. Like, you literally got up there and said, y'all spending money on yourselves that you could be spending on me. Not the church. He said, I'm not worth me, the man, not the church. I'm not worth your Gucci. I'm not worth your whatever the fuck. Like, just in this congregation. See, when you a mega pastor, you can ask for a private jet like Crevlo Dollar. But you can tell the size of his church. This motherfucker asking for a Movado out of Sam's Club. Like, you can buy that yourself, nigga. Go get that damn watch. <laughs> asking your church for no damn watch. Just wait till the anniversary Sunday and get whatever the hell they're going to give you. Motherfucker, gonna, they'll give you a TV or some shit. Take that back. Return that and go get your watch. This why, though. This is why, like, I don't feel bad about how I feel about Christians. I'm sorry. And I know Christians all, well, it's just a few bad ones. Yeah, but they real loud. <laughs> and there's enough of them. There, it don't matter what it is. There, There is a level of bad that can be involved in some shit that'll make me just not fuck with it at all. And it, I can acknowledge that not every single thing about it is bad and still not fuck with it. Christianity is one of those. Th- I'm sorry. I am sorry. <laughs> but I can't. I can't do it. I just... That's so ridiculous. Yeah. But yet I have conversation. It's Sunday. I'm sure I have a conversation with my mom today about how I need to be paying tithes. Why? So niggas can go get my bottle watches? No, thank you. 
fuck? Like, what's the point of God having a fucking IRS-like system out here and fucking to get to heaven? Who the fuck want to participate in that? Better pay your taxes. The IRS gonna come after you. You better pay your tithes. You ain't gonna get no blessings. I don't get it. And again, you know. I wouldn't get no damn blessings when I was paying my tithes when I was a kid. I would get ass whoopings and goddamn told I had to get up and come to church. My whole childhood was trash. And we went to church and Sunday school every motherfucking week. Okay? Every week. I don't the only time I missed church is if I was sick and I had to have a fever. Or otherwise my sniffling ass was still gonna be sitting on that pew. Okay, so like I'm sorry, I just can't buy into it. And again, the fact that he's sitting up here saying all of this like fucked up shit, and you can hear people in the background like egging him on and saying, "Go on, Pastor, tell him that's right." Like what? I can't respond. How am I supposed to take that shit seriously? How? Like no. Because they in there like, I bought passes some jewelry last year. I bought passes. I tied. I put mines in. All these other broke, busted, and disgusted motherfuckers must ain't been tithing. That's too much. Um, in news that shocked no one, uh, Tevin Campbell came out as gay. I mean, I feel like people have known that for years. It's like that family member. Who like everybody's like she gay as shit, and then finally they come to like a Thanksgiving dinner and be like, oh, guys, I want to, I want to tell y'all something, you know, I'm gay, and everybody's like, okay, we knew, <laughs> we we knew, and we don't care, <laughs> we've known for years, <laughs> you, okay, like I don't know, was anybody surprised that Tim and Kevin was gay? Like, were there I wonder how much of his music he wrote. Probably none of it, because all of it. Well, because again, when Tevin Campbell came out, Tevin Campbell was still a kid. Yeah, you're right. So like, none of it, and he was singing to girls, you know, because that's what was written for him. I wonder if he was that young, if they could see the like, you know, the. Uh... Yeah, he had some scandal as an adult with like a transvestite, maybe. You remember that? Transvesta is like a well, that a was the term, term that was used at the time. Let me see. Well, you know, it sounds like that's what you use now. No, you said it. I said it because that was let me see, Tim and Campbell scandal. But 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 that be soliciting a loot um from an undercover police officer in a sting operation in California in 1999. But if you was talking about, if you're talking about, if you was telling me about a story from 1980 about a person that had a low IQ, you still wouldn't use the word retarded because the article said it. You use like intellectually disabled. You upgrade your terminology to what the current terminology is, right? Um, probably. Um, what was that? Oh, I was trying to find a way not to be offensive. <laughs> it's like, I wonder when, um, <laughs> I wonder when he was a teenager, if, like people could see that he was like, kind of like, maybe not straight. There was also some interview he did where he like said something about like, 
basically talking about the fluidity of sexuality before that like terminology was used uh-huh. um i think people knew i think he probably was encouraged not because it was very very much not acceptable because i feel like people who write music and sing songs where they put girl in there too much i'd be like you 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 trying to you trying to tell us something without telling us like somebody is feeling like you need to be saying girl in this because if we see you on the video we gonna be like uh, is he saying it to the ladies <laughs> oh, he's saying to the I had a crush on Tevin Campbell when I was a kid. I don't know, man. Just thinking about how when he when he was in that Fresh Prince episode, I man. Know, he was singing to Ashley. He was, but like the way he was moving about seemed kind of like, you know. I don't think I started questioning it until like he, as he got older and like that shit happened with the undercover officer, and then I, I mean, but look, it, it's been so Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross went to his grave never like talking about his sexuality, but everybody assumed Luther Vandross was gay. Same thing with um Johnny Gill. People mm-hmm. say that shit about him. He never came out and said yay or, or acknowledged it. Like back them singers back, they just, you know, they couldn't do that. So they didn't. I mean, but, you're good if you can if you good if you can die without nobody knowing whether you were sucking meats or not. Luther Vandross died good never acknowledging it at all because like when he started losing weight people were saying he had the package (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know but i i mean again at this point in the year 2022 i don't think anybody that know because again these kids don't even know who he is but people that know tevin campbell i don't think anybody is sitting around like he's gay (laughs) I don't think anybody was surprised. Like, <laughs> I think we 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 acknowledged that a long time ago, and and decided we don't really give a fuck. He didn't want to be able to hold hands with his boo in public. Yeah, I'm sure he'll because that's another thing. He's not been attached. To, that was the same thing about Luther Vandross. Never attached. To, you know these celebrities date now. Never attached to anybody, far as I know. Um, same thing with Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell was like a heartthrob, like and he was on Fresh Prince singing to Ashley her birthday, and people was like losing their minds. He was never attached to anybody. Yeah. So, <coughs> like, I don't think anybody was surprised. Um, I picked this story because I'm okay. So Vincent, Alabama, is near where I'm from in Talladega. Mm-hmm. They temporarily dissolved their entire police department because of some racist text messages that were exchanged (laughs) now that sounds like a big ass deal vincent alabama is as big as like the pin the end on a needle okay vincent Vincent. i didn't know it was vincent that did that it's vincent they all have police officers in the whole fucking force so saying like your whole police force sounds like a big ass move but they have like four Officers, because it's fucking tiny. You know, we, tiny. We got a therapist that that's in that school system. Yeah, that there, it was them that dissolved. So apparently, somebody. Oh, I'm sorry, I gave them too many. Three police officers. <laughs> they only had three police officers that like, because it's, it's a tiny city. But apparently, they were making a joke about slavery, and some text messages. 
and that came out and because both the chief they were the chief and the assistant chief who's like one of the three uh were suspended following the allegation and the message is an officer who has still not been identified by the city made an offensive joke involving slavery and pregnant women well how do those two things go together but okay Think um, Thomas Jefferson. Oh, okay. I don't really know, but that's just what I'm thinking. Um, so they just decided to disband the whole police department, which again, it sounds like a huge move if it was like Birmingham City, but like Benson, Alabama is tiny, so like it's really not that big of a deal. Um, that they did that, <laughs> it's a lot easier to, and so I forgot, like the neighboring. Um, Shelby County Sheriff is handling uh, all the calls for service for Vincent until they figure this shit out. But I just I'm from that way and tell it all that all that out there is racist as fuck. <laughs> it it's just it is. Yes, did you do that? It's just what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's not surprising, and I, but I just wanted to talk about it because again, if you're not from here and you hear like, oh man, they dismantled their whole police force, sounds impressive to you know that their police force consisted of three motherfuckers. Oh, sounds Lord. less impressive now. It says, <laughs> "What do you call a pregnant slave?" An unidentified recipient responds twice with question marks, and the number answers, "Buy bogo, buy one get one free." Oh God. Yeah, that's bad. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, shouldn't have made that. Uh, <laughs> you lost us our jobs, Terry. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. We always say keep the bullshit off of the text. And you goddamn couldn't help yourself, could you? Goddamn. <laughs> now they think we racist. We love niggers. How the hell are we racist? Colors. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to talk about that because again, uh, it sounds bigger than it is, but it really is like a, just an easy move to just put. They just gonna put three new people in now. <laughs> yeah. The small ass the police department, like it's tiny. The city's tiny. Like if you blink too fast, you'll be in another city when you pass and do Vincent. Not large. It's small. It's very and- small. And racist and incestuous. Very uh, much so. Like all the stereotypical shit that you think of when you think about Alabama, Vincent is those things. Cotton fields. All that people shit. that talk like this. Yep. All of that shit. Oh, uh, all that shit isn't Vincent. Yep. It is. So. So. You know. Yeah. That's. And I don't have anything else. Okay. Uh, that's all I want to bring to the show. Um. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.